Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On a journey into the realm of the strange and terrifying. I hope you will enjoy the trip. That it will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back. Get a good grip on your nerves. Where are we going? You'll find out when we get there. Well, greetings, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. So glad that you are here. I've got another fun one for you today from the Boston Blackie program. The title of this one is Blackie Framed for Horse Room Thefts. As always, be sure to check out my other podcast, Old Time Radio Comedy, and be sure to stick around at the end after the feature play today to hear another five-minute mystery if you are interested in that. All right, well, let's go ahead and get into today's play. Sit back and enjoy from Boston Blackie, Blackie Framed for Horse Room Thefts. And this one aired March 25th of 1947. Yes. Six hundred on Calabash and a fog. Check. Yeah. Got yeah. yeah. a two hundred on Wise Guy in the first. Yep. Tommy's okay. Round Robert, one hundred and fifty on Mystic. Yes. Second yes. Lang on the blind. Thousand on Howard in the eighth show. Got it. Check. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Fifty on Malloway in the second. Two hundred on Calabash and a yeah. four. Right. I got it. Another hundred on. Yep. Five hundred on Calabash and a Yeah. About time you guys noticed me. Hey, Carl. Guy at the door has a gun. A stick up. A mask and a gun usually means a stick up, boys. Don't any of you move till I say it's okay. Keep those hands up in the air. I'll accept you. Me? Yeah, you. Pick the money on that table, brush it into the sack. Come on, come on, hurry. You better do as he says. You're telling me. Hurry it up. Come on, come on. <laughs> Must be 10,000 there. Sucker money, huh? You're a sucker if you think you're going to live long enough to spend it. I'll spend it, and I'll be back someday for more. All right, come on, you toss that sack over here. Okay. Yeah, I can't. Good boy, you didn't try to throw it in my face. 
And listen, boys, don't any of you try to follow me out of here, or I'll start using this gun. Tough guy, aren't you? All you mugs think you're tough when you got a gun in your hand. Sorry to disappoint you, boys, but I have a reputation for being a gentleman, not a mug. Maybe I ought to tell you who I am. You know, I mean it when I say the first guy to follow me out of here, the first to stop a slug. Yeah. Give us your name, address, and telephone number. We'll give you a tip on a horse someday. Well, I'm just telling you so you know I'll keep my promise about shooting if any of you guys get cute. Hey, I'm Boston Blackie. And now, on to Dick Calmer as Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. Sit down, Larson, sit down. Have a peanut. <laughs> no, thanks, Haynes. I don't like peanuts. <clears throat> Too bad. You don't know what you're missing. <laughs> well, you like chairs, don't you? Most fat men do. Take one. Well, if I get much fatter, I'll have to take two. Yeah, you will. <laughs> nice to see you, Larson. I need cheering up. Well, they tell me misery loves company. So I thought I'd come up and be miserable with you. Uh-huh. Your horse room get robbed, too? Last night. Took $18,000. Ah, you must be doing pretty well. She won't have a pin it? No, thanks. I don't like them. That's too bad. You don't know what you're missing. I know I'm missing $18,000. And that's not peanuts, huh? <laughs> no. Well, Jeff, any idea? Same fellow who robbed your place. Oh, Blackie, huh? Well, he said he was Blackie. But would Boston Blackie really do a stick-up? Why not? Oh, he's too smart for a thing like that. He's not so smart he can find a way to live without eating. He's overboard for charities. A gymnasium he's set up for kids must have cost him plenty. And that's only one of the things he's blacking. Let's not worry about Blackie. He always does okay. Well, he's getting so big for his boots, he thinks he can get away with holding us up because... Well, because uh, we're not licensed operators. <laughs> he knows we can't squawk to the police, so he thinks he's safe. Well, you know, that's really what I come up to see you about. Are we going to let Blackie get away with robbing us? You kidding? I got plans for Blackie. Big plans. I'll take care of him. Um, really ought to try a peanut. No. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. To whom do I make out this receipt, Mrs. Martin? To the Manchester Charities, Blackie. And also write, received from Mrs. Clara Martin. All right. This is Clara Martin. You're sure our organization wants to spend this much, Mrs. Martin? Yes. We all voted at the same time we decided you would head the purchasing committee. I'm very proud you selected me. Even though I have a hunch my friend Mary Wesley talked you into it. <laughs> I'll work on this right away. We want to buy this home immediately, Blackie. The need is terribly urgent. Children's homes are miserably crowded. The real estate man said he'd hold the property only until tomorrow midnight. Good enough. Well, 
There's your receipt, Mrs. Martin. Thank you very much, Blackie. And here's the money in this envelope. $20,000. Oh, you didn't have to bring cash, you know. A certified check would have done just as well. I didn't know that. This is uh, all very new to me. Well, it's all right. Mrs. Martin, I'll go out and see about the purchase of that house tomorrow morning. Fine. And I'm going to try to get it for less than 20000 too. I'll phone you tomorrow and let you know how I make out with a real estate agent. Thank you. I'll be waiting to hear from you. Oh, uh, you won't be nervous with $20,000 in cash in your apartment, will you? I'll put it in the safe right now and uh, sit up all night long with a shotgun across my knees, Mrs. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Blackie. The children will appreciate what you're doing. Goodbye, Blackie. Goodbye, Miss Martin. Mm-hmm. Oh, back again, Mrs. Martin. Come in. Guess I ain't making an intrusion now, am I, Matt? Huh? Who are you? Guy to Boston up to pay you an anti-sociable call. A what? A call with an expression of business. Sorry if this is making an intrusion on you, Blackie. I used my etiquette and stood out in the hall till the old dame departed. Look, who are you and what are you... Oh. <laughs> I might have known, with every place like yours, there's a gun. Only the gun is always prettier. Sure, I'm sorry to do this to you, Blackie. I know it ain't polite to point, especially a gun. But a guy's got to make a livelihood. And... Never mind the apologies. What do you want? First, I want to offer you a little friendly tip. The boss don't like the idea of you cutting in on his profits, and especially in such a crude manner. That's interesting. It's of great importance to the length of your long liberty, Blackie. Oh? The boss says you ain't flashing no rod in any of his wagering establishments anymore, or else you ain't living anymore. Hey, now, wait a minute. I hate to talk to you like this, Blackie, but I'm only working for a livelihood and imparting to you the boss's sentiments. And I'm also taking everything you got to sort of teach you a lesson. Look, you don't think... Don't, don't me, Blackie. I sure hate to do this, but... I know, you have to make a livelihood. Yeah, I don't want to have to impair your health in doing it. So keep your hands up while I see what's around. Ah, it's safe. And open, too. Nothing but papers in there. Maybe. Since you were so polite as to have the safe open, I'll be polite and take what's in it. Ah, jewelry. Blackie, you should be ashamed. You were kidding me. Man, this envelope looks interesting. Look, that envelope isn't mine. And what's in it is... Money. United States currency. Thanks, Blackie. You're extremely generous. Look, take everything else in the apartment, but leave that envelope. That's charity money. It doesn't belong to me. That's right. It belongs to my boss now. You take that money... Now, and Blackie, I'm... don't get angry. I don't want to be harsh with you. So let you be likewise with me. So long, Blackie. Wait a minute. I'm warning you. If you take ah, that now, money... I'm Blackie, gonna... be nice. Haven't I been nice and polite to you? You want more of anything, Blackie? Yeah. The waiter's looking over this way. No, no, Jane. No, I guess I've had enough for one meal. <laughs> <laughs> You're cute, honey. Had enough for one. You had enough for three. Well... Food's good for the soul. Mm, for everything but the figure. Yeah, nothing wrong with yours, sweetheart. <laughs> See anything in the shops downtown that was good enough for you? Oh, lots of things, Blackie, but they were all so expensive. Oh, so what? They don't cost a lot. They aren't worth anything at all. Uh, here. 
Here's a couple of hundred. Get started with that. Oh, Blackie, thank you so much. Yeah, I was sure lucky to meet you almost the very day I came to town. Uh, you know, <laughs> after you spoke to me, I still couldn't believe you were Boston Blackie. Why not? Well, you look so different from the pictures I've seen in the newspapers. Oh, those pictures? <laughs> You don't think I let the newspapers get hold of decent pictures of me, do you, baby? Oh, I'm not that dumb. Now, <laughs> uh, look, baby, I got work to do. Uh, suppose you run on downtown, do a little shopping, and then call me at my apartment, huh? You know the phone number? No, I don't. Well, I'll write it down for you. What time should I call? Uh, late in the afternoon, say about five. Here, here, yeah, yeah, here's the phone number. If there's no answer, look for me here at mealtime. I always eat here at Londo's. Hey, what are you going to do today? I'm going to be busy. Oh, I see. Doing what the papers say you've been doing? Uh, what do you mean? Well, there were a few hints in the columns this week about you and those uh, horse room robbery. You don't say. Hmm. The columns just hinted, Blackie. They didn't come right out and say you were the one. Well, I didn't see the columns this week. Well, maybe I'll have to catch up on my columns and with a few columnists. Now look, uh, don't phone me at five, baby. You better make it around seven. Oh, why so late, Blackie? Well, I have a special job to do this afternoon. A very special reason to get my hands on a lot of money. The teletype says there's been a horse room holdup, Sergeant. Uh, yes, Inspector Faraday. That's why I phoned you. The flash came in a minute ago, and the details are coming in now. Yeah? There's something about Boston Blackie. Blackie, huh? And he yelled he was robbed last night. What does the teletype say? Never mind. I'll read it. Oh. It says, bedding room, 1119 Elm Street. Robbed at 318 this afternoon by masked and armed bandit who got away with an undetermined amount of cash after killing... Joey Hester, bookmaker, of same address. The killer escaped, but his identity is known. Before the killing, he boasted that he was Boston Blackie. I can't believe it, Inspector Faraday. You can't, and I don't want to. Well, there's something crazy here. Blackie himself was robbed last night, wasn't he? Mm, so he said. And when he said he wanted help, I believed him and had the detective bureau investigate. Oh. oh, there's the end of the dispatch, Inspector. It's the end of more than that, Sergeant. I see what's happened. Blackie couldn't wait for the police to find the man who robbed him. That was charity money he lost. $20,000 of it. So he couldn't wait for us to find it. He had to go out and try to get it back by himself. And Blackie really did hold up that bookmaker's. Yeah, and killed that bookie. Huh. Sergeant? Uh, yes, sir? This is the hardest thing I've ever had to do. But get on that teletype and send out a flash to pick up Boston Blackie. Dead or alive. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And now back to Boston Blackie. A thief who boasts he is Boston Blackie successfully robbed several bookmaking establishments. Afraid to go to the police for obvious reasons, one bookmaker tries to get even with Blackie by robbing him. In the loot taken from Blackie is $20,000, money belonging to a charity for which Blackie has promised to buy a children's home. Following this, another bookmaker is robbed and a bookie killed. The thief again brags that he is Blackie, and Inspector Faraday orders his men to capture Blackie, dead or alive. As we return to our story, Blackie is about to report on the missing money to the charity organization. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here is a report on the purchase of the Manchester Charities Building by Mr. Boston Blackwood. One moment, please. One moment. As you know, Boston Blackie has been doing charity work of all kinds on his own, oh, for a great number of years. Now I want him to acquaint you with the work he has done for us, Mr. Boston Blackie. Thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Martin, and ladies and gentlemen, you were generous to give me credit for my interest in charity, but... You all know that Mrs. Martin gave me $20,000 of this organization's money with which I was to buy a place for homeless children. And you did it too, didn't you, Blackie? No. I'm sorry to have to report that I haven't purchased the property. Blackie, why haven't you bought the home? The man said he had to have the money by midnight tonight. Wasn't the $20,000 enough? It was quite enough, Mrs. Martin, but I didn't have the money. But I have a receipt proving I gave it to you. You did give it to me, Mrs. Martin. I don't deny that. But I don't have the money. It was stolen. But, Blackie, the police... The police, Mrs. Martin, don't believe it was stolen from me, I'm sure. In fact, they have other ideas about me. But I have until midnight to buy that house, and I'll have the money by then. Well, you'd better, or we'll be forced to turn you over to the police. Don't bother, Mrs. Martin. If I don't recover that money and buy that house, I'll turn myself over to the police. Say, count it on Queenie in the 60. You nuts, that race was over 10 minutes ago, and Queenie ran out. Hey, Pete. Yeah. Pete. Yeah, Carl. Come here, Pete. Grab this stone and take it into boss. It's getting to be too much sleeve lying around loose. Good. You're having a nice day with the suckers, huh? Every day's a good day, as long as there are guys who think they can beat the horses. Get that door into the boss, huh? Oh, sure. Sorry, I don't mean to be slow, but a lot of money makes me nervous. When I'm nervous, I'm slow. That's all right. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Haynes. Oh, come on in, Pete. Well, take for the day doesn't look bad. Now, have a peanut? Uh, no, no thanks, Mr. Haynes. They don't agree with me. Oh, that's too bad. You don't know what you're missing. Um, let's put the money on the desk here. I'll put it in the safe after I come. 
Should I want a peanut? No, no thanks. Okay. I see where our friend Blackie didn't learn a very good lesson from you, Pete. Yeah, I heard the bad tidings. He not only took a lot of hard-earned cash, but I understand he left Joey Hester deceased. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to. Just relax, you two. Nobody's going to get hurt. Boss, it's a stick-up again. This is getting monotonous, huh? Yeah, and I know who's behind that mask, too. Our friend Boston Blackie. Good guess, Haynes. Now I'll just take that. I hate to do this to you, Blackie. Hey, you fall on reach for your gun. Most brave guys are dead, aren't they? Okay, Haynes, now I'll take your money. Go ahead, take it. Take the whole place if you want to. I'm getting out of here. Yeah, but not you're going where you think. Oh, <laughs> the phone. I can only manage to get the telephone. Operator. Get me the police. Boston Blackie. Hello. And all my Hello. life, I Hello. tried to be so nice and polite to everybody, too. You know, Faraday, it seems to me that I'm in this office of yours almost every day. I must like it here. Thank you, this is not the time to fool around. You're in trouble, and you know it. Yes, I know it. What's worse than that? I know it. When you know anything, that's news, Faraday. But as usual, you're wrong. I didn't rob those bookies and I didn't kill anybody. Somebody's impersonating me. Will you stop trying to be funny? Faraday, that's the truth. You ought to know it. Look, Blanky, will you quit acting so innocent? This is tough enough as it is. I don't like any part of it. Well, I don't either. Especially this part. But, Faraday, I can prove what I'm saying. Give me a few hours' time. Nothing doing. I've heard that one before. Please, Faraday, just a few hours. No. Five hours. No. Four. No. Three. No, no, I said. Well, all right. Look, um, I have to go into the next office in a minute. Go ahead, I don't care. Well, you better be here when I get back, understand? Yeah. I understand. Yeah, and I want you to understand this, too. If you're not here when I get back, don't forget I can pick you up and... Say, uh, two hours. And what's more, I will. Uh-oh, the phone. Okay, okay. Hello. Hello, Blackie. Yes? This is Jane. Who? Jane. Jane Powers. You told me to call you seven. I did? Blackie, what's the matter with you? Don't you remember? Well, um, uh, so much has happened today that I, uh, who'd you say this was? Jane. Oh, Jane. Well, why didn't you say so? I did. You did? Yes. Well, the connection must have been bad. I, I didn't hear you. I, I was hoping you'd call. Well, you asked me to. 
Oh, that's right, I did. Oh, I'm glad you remember something. Yeah, it was a funny thing about that paper with your phone number on it, though. The one you gave me in the restaurant today. Uh-huh. I thought I wasn't going to be able to call you. Uh, why not? I lost the piece of paper, but I got your number from information. Wasn't I smart? Oh, I'm getting pretty smart myself. Where can I meet you? Well, it isn't safe for me to go wandering around the streets, but I'm not far from the public library. Will it be safe for us to meet there? Yes, if we don't meet in the reading room. Uh, tell you what. I'll meet you on the west side of the library between the second and third partition. All right. At that time? Uh, between eight and nine. Between the second and third partition. <laughs> supposed to meet Boston Blackie here? You're not Boston Blackie. No, I'm not, Jane. That is uh, not the Boston Blackie you know. I don't understand. Well, let's say uh, Blackie sent me to bring you to him. Oh, well, in that case, that's different. Where is he? At home or at the restaurant? Which do you think? Well, he never wanted me to know where he lived. I've always met him at Londo's restaurant. Well, let's go then. But uh, first to a telephone. Telephone? Why? I have to call a friend. A friend named Faraday. There's your Boston Blackie. It's an improvement. He always eats in this restaurant. He's the man sitting at that second table there by the wall. How did I ever get mixed up like this? Never mind. You stay here with Faraday, Jane, like a good girl, and nothing will happen to you, just as we promised. Okay. Blackie, are you sure you want to go over there and grab that guy alone? I've got the place surrounded by cops. I have a personal interest in this guy, Faraday. And you may be just a little too impersonal about the way you treat a killer. Let me have two minutes with him, and then you can have him for the rest of his life. Go to it. Well, that won't be for long, either. Go ahead. Thanks. Uh, Mind if I sit down at your table? No, go ahead. Thanks. Rather crowded in here, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. You know, your face is rather familiar. Do I know you? No. Oh, uh, oh, but I'm sure I do. I think you know me, too. Never saw you before. No? I'll bet you know my name. Never heard it. Oh, yes, you have. You've used it. Huh? My name is Boston Blackie. That's your name, too, isn't it? <laughs> I don't fall for this. You mean you will? Come on and get him, Faraday. Okay. Everything he has is yours, with the exception of a a few dollars, I imagine. Yeah. I think he ought to pay his check, even though he's checked out. Mess we're making of that guy's room, Blackie. You think he told the truth when he said the loot was stashed here? Yep, Barry. And here it is. All of it? Yeah, we'll have to count it. It'll take hours to do it. Phew, that's some pile of money. The whole wall must be full of it. Uh-huh, and don't forget, 
20,000 of it is mine. Or it would be Boston Blackie. Admits he robbed Haynes, the bookie, and killed Pete. And it was Pete who robbed me. I know you've got 20,000 coming, dear. You'll get it. And those kids will get their home, too, huh? Uh-huh. Say, did you ever find out why that guy called himself Boston Blackie? Yeah, it was in his confession. He planned on leaving town after he was through here. And he thought if he used your name, the bookies themselves would get you if we didn't. Kind of cute, wasn't he? Well, that girl of his, that Jane, she was cute. She was dumb. Same thing. Cute, dumb. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't say that, Faraday. You wouldn't? No. For instance, you're not cute. <laughs> Expiring gasp. <clears throat> He's gone. Slipped through my fingers like water running through a sieve. It's not your fault, Dr. Grant. You've done everything you could. The hospital certainly not failed. Nurse, you... this man should never have died. Something's wrong. I don't know what it is, but I'm sure that James Towner here did not die of the ailment he came to this hospital for. Nurse, I'm going to get permission to perform an autopsy. <laughs> Your hunch was right, Dr. Grant. What is it? Tell me, Jones. When we tested Towner's blood in the lab, a foreign substance showed up immediately. I didn't recognize it, but one of my assistants seemed to think he knew what it was. So I let him make tests. A rare poison used only by the South American Indians was introduced into the bloodstream of the victim. It killed him, all right. But that's impossible, Dr. Grant. Jones, did your man say whether this poison could have been taken through food or... I thought of that, too. He swears it is the only effective... Way when it is taken directly into the bloodstream. And is there any antidote? Uh, not known. My man says the Indians obtain a certain immunity by injecting themselves with small amounts over a long period of time. How could that poison have gotten into Towner's bloodstream? Doctor, I was with the patient every minute he was here. I could swear he had nothing intravenous during the whole time except the transfusions. Two of them which you ordered yourself. The transfusions? Who was the donor? Uh, Mr. Harkness, a friend of Towner's, happened to be visiting him. The friend immediately offered him blood. Towner was grateful and accepted. Harkness said something about his being the least he could do. We tested his blood and found it the right type, so we did the transfusion. I think we ought to investigate Harkness. But, Dr. Grant, I'm positive that Mr. Harkness did not even touch Mr. Towner during the whole time of his illness. If what I'm thinking is true, Harkness had something to do with the death of James Towner just the same. Well, we were certainly lucky, Doctor. There's no question about it. Harkness is your man. I knew it. I knew it. I've had Harkness investigated by the police. He's mentioned in Towner's will gets the whole estate. The police have searched his apartment and found just what I expected. I feel my medical judgment has been vindicated, Jonesy. You're right, Doctor. We're going to have this man Harkness arrested for the murder of James Towner. Do you know what the doctor and the laboratory technician discovered which indicated to them that Harkness murdered his friend Towner? 
The doctor will tell you in a moment. But first... What have you found? The thing that indicated to me the fact that Harkness had a hand in the murder of James Towner was something Jones said when he spoke of the poison, and the way the South American Indians gained immunity from it. I deduced that probably, against the chance that his so-called friend would need a transfusion, Harkness had so immunized himself over a period of time. If he had, the poison would still be in his blood in some quantity, small perhaps, but enough to react unfavorably on Towner in his condition. A police search verified my hunch. And now... Harkness is being tried for one of the most unusual murders that has ever come to my attention. Uh, 